0: Welcome to the Heights Sermon Series Podcast, where each week you'll hear a new message that will help you with your life shaped by the way. Hey, as we uh, prepare our hearts to come to the Lord's table, let's have a word of prayer, okay? I was are here, here today to take the Lord's Supper, and we're celebrating Palm Sunday. What would you want to talk to God about right now? Where do you need to give him thanks, a word of praise, maybe a word of confession? Maybe there's a place you need to ask for his help, something you want to pray for our nation about. Oh Lord, would you hear our prayers? Hear our prayers and may we see you move and work. May we see your glory in everything we just lifted up to you. In everything we just prayed, may we know your will and your purposes. And have a life given to serving your will and your purposes. Oh Lord, on this Palm Sunday, we think about that moment you triumphantly entered into Jerusalem and everyone said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Oh Lord, what would it be for all in Chesterfield and Richmond and Colonial Heights to be saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. What would it be to see Washington, D.C., New York, San Francisco, Dallas, Kansas City, to be saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord, in this week of passion, that's our prayer. That throughout our nation and throughout our home and throughout our own heart and life, we are saying, blessed are you who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus, be Lord in our heart, be Lord in our life, be Lord in our fear, be Lord in our victories, be Lord in our relationships. May we, not, may we not get into that swing of saying, praise the Lord one day and crucify him the next. That ability is within all of us. All of us have done it. Oh, Lord, let us think much how in every area of our life we're saying, blessed are you. Blessed are you. Jesus be Lord. It's in your name we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Well, it's sure good to be back with you today. Uh, Of course, Karen and I, along with 88 of you, 90 of us all together, were in the holy land the last 10 days, and it was just Awesome! It felt like we were kind of just walking through heaven a little bit there. Uh, so much we got to see and hear and uh, experience. It was a, a phenomenal time. As a matter of fact, thinking about Palm Sunday, uh, Tuesday, I'm trying to remember time zones and days right now. I, I think it was Tuesday we actually walked the path across the Mount of Olives and up into Jerusalem that Jesus took on Palm Sunday. And that was, boy, that was just a small aspect of the kind of experiences uh, that we got to have. So it was kind of interesting. We had uh, a large group, 90 people. So we were on two different airlines. 50 were on United and and 40 were on Turkish air. I was on the Turkish air flight. We got on our plane and we just came on home. Uh, The 50 who got on United after leaving heaven decided to take a quick trip and swing by hell. Uh, It... (laughs) took some of them and we left what would be late Tuesday night for y'all and the last four got home Friday evening. Uh, yeah, it's ooh, it was it was awful what some of them went through to get home, and I've been praying, Lord, let them remember how much fun we had. <laughs> we had a, we just had a, a, a tremendous time, and God did bless in so many ways. We're so excited, Karen. and I've already started working uh, with Rabbi Paul, working on our next trip. Israel will be 2025. If that's something you're interested in, just put a little marker there Uh, sometime in 2025. Matter of fact, probably by the end of this month, we'll know the the dates of that. But before that, uh, I think some of y'all know, I don't think there's been an announcement yet, but uh, Pastor Ronnie West is going to be leading a trip to the Mediterranean, And, uh, you know, Ronnie's going to do everything way high class. So they're taking a cruise. No getting on and off buses. Uh, They're going to take a cruise... And the ports that they'll stop in will take you to biblical sites like in Ephesus and Thessalonica and Corinth. And so they'll kind of be journeying the, the, the trips of Paul. And that's going to be in the fall of 24. And I'm standing here thinking, I don't know if Ronnie was ready to announce that. Uh, so Ronnie, you should get ready real quickly because I just did. Uh, but I think fall of 24 is when that's coming. So man, if you're interested in those kinds of things, uh, we're going to have Uh, some some more opportunities. We really did. I hope you have a chance to talk to somebody who was on that trip with us. It is, you know, we ended by saying, God doesn't make holy sites. He makes holy people. And he doesn't command pilgrimages. He doesn't command that we go and do these things. We, We walk by faith and not by sight. But I tell you, it is exciting to realize there is a land God chose. There is a people God chose. And to go there and be a part of that and be among it was, was really just a, a phenomenal opportunity. I, I hope I can bring some of the energy and excitement of that back to today. And, and of course, next week, uh, next week for Easter. Hope, man, hope you're praying and thinking about who you can invite to be a part of that. I've got a little bit different Easter message. It's going to be about two rocks and a popo. Okay, so you'll have to come back next week on Easter, bring somebody with you and find out what that is that what that's going to be all about. But we're sure looking forward to it and, and praying for what God is going to do uh, next week and what he's gonna do today as we come to the to the Lord's table and we, we celebrate together the body and blood of Christ. You know, as we as we come to this moment. There is nobody that I would not want to be able to sit down and share the Lord's Supper with. Is that true for you? I mean, nobody's a huge word, isn't it? Nobody that I would not want to be able to sit at this table with and share the Lord's Supper. I mean, nobody. Nobody would include people that have hurt and abused me. People that have hurt and abused you. Maybe are currently hurting and abusing Maybe as we think about nobody, it's not maybe somebody directly related to us or directly hurting us. Maybe we see an an individual, a character out there in the world that we think is just having such a negative impact on on life and, and happiness. And I don't want to sit down with them. But, you know, you stop and think about it. If I was, if we were able to sit down rightly, and I guess that's the key word. To rightly sit at this table together and share in the body and blood of Christ. That means we have found a common bond, a unity in Jesus, right? That means there's now a familial relationship by the blood of Jesus. This table is open to all. All, all, all. This table is open to all who are of the Lord. Okay, so there's an all but it's qualified by who are of the Lord. Are, are you of the Lord? Am I of the Lord? What makes somebody of the Lord? I mean, I'm sitting in church today. Does that make me of the Lord? Uh, and Maybe uh, you've got, got to be a member of the church, right? If you're a member of the church, then you're of the Lord. Does that do it? I, I'm taking the Lord's Supper. I mean, I am I did very important religious Ritual exercise? I mean, there's got to be some value to that, right? Does taking this make me of the Lord? Or how about this? What if I were to take the Lord's Supper literally in the shadow of Golgotha? Because 90 of us got to. Just this past Monday, took the Lord's Supper right there at Golgotha. Now, that certainly makes me a little more of the Lord than you, right? I mean, what, what actually makes somebody of the Lord? Well, we're we're going to try to understand that real quickly here this morning as we come to his table. Would you turn with me in your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 11? 1 Corinthians, as you're uh, thumbing through there, it's about uh, 90% of the way through your Bible. Or as you're looking in the table of contents or scrolling through the Bible app, it's uh, right after Acts and Romans, right before 2 Corinthians in Galatians 1 Corinthians chapter 11, just a couple of verses, 27 to 29, it says, So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily, okay, let's just stop right there. There's a right and a wrong way to do this, right? There, there, there is something that you and I can be doing or not be doing that would be seen by heaven as Unworthy. Because that kind of raises the stakes here, doesn't it? So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Well, that's heavy language, isn't it? And that is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ... You are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. Again, heavy language. That's a big idea, isn't it? To eat, to drink God's judgment into my body. To eat and drink his judgment upon my... What's going on here? What's this all about? Well, let's start with that word worthily or unworthily. Let's, Let's talk first about what that does not mean. Because I I think we have a tendency to think, okay, there's a way I am going to do this that's either I'm going to do it and I'm going to be found worthy or unworthy. But it's not about how worthy I am. I'm not worthy of the body and blood of Christ. I'm not worthy of Jesus dying for me. I'm not worth that. That would actually suggest that I have an equal to or a greater value than Jesus. So of course he should die for me because I am of equal or greater value. I'm not worthy. You're not worthy and I'm not, you're not going to do something in the next few moments that now makes me worth his broken body and spilled blood, right? This isn't about my worth, it's about his worth. This is about, hey, there's a way I'm going to approach this. There's an attitude I'm going to have. There's an action I'm going to take that is going to point to, that is going to show just how worthy He is. Because He is good. Amen? Amen. He is good. He is kind. He is merciful. He is loving. I'm not. I'm enslaved to sin. Literally bound for hell. And He rescued me. He was willing and he rescued me. And the way he rescued me was by the broken body and the spilled blood of his own son. That is what we are honoring. We are honoring Christ. So again... Something about my attitude, my actions, my approach to this moment should honor and respect who he is and what he did. And so the Bible says, Paul says here, hey, you really need to examine yourself. Examine yourself as you approach this moment. Now, it, usually, and by usually I mean about 100% of the time, that I've taken the Lord's Supper, that I've led you in taking the Lord's Supper, I've used this idea to kind of do a deep dive. You know, do some introspection into our lives. You know, am I, am I being a good Christian? And, you know, what are the sins in my life? What have I done this past week that's wrong? Or maybe it's not really what I've done wrong yesterday or the last three days, but what are just the sins that kind of have an ongoing impact that I'm not I'm not defeating. I'm not getting past it. And you know, we think about that and we confess that and we enjoy God's forgiveness and and love and then we're we're ready. But I want to do something different today. Instead of taking a moment to to do that deep dive, I want to zoom out from that for a moment. What, What is Paul challenging? What is the scripture challenging You and I to do. And while I do think there's something in that zoom in, I think we often miss, I often miss the zoom out. When I come to celebrate the body and blood of Christ, the first examination is have I received the body and blood of Christ? Have I actually put my faith and trust in Jesus? It's like I'm looking out to that place. Hey, was there a place in my life where I turned from sin and self and I put my trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? Is there that place in my life? For me, that was May 12, 1982 at Second Baptist Houston. I don't believe you have to know the date for that day to be real. I do happen to know the date, but I don't think that's required. But you should be able to look back and say, there's the place. I don't remember the day, but I remember what was going on in my life. I remember why I was coming to that place in life and the decision made there that day. Right? I can look back and I can see the place and then we examine and what's the evidence that that place was real. Hey, it's not that big a deal to look back and say, oh, I had an experience back there. But salvation is not an experience back there. It's to have ongoing life, ongoing evidence. Have y'all? I know not everybody follows Facebook or is on Facebook, but it seems in the last couple of years there's been kind of a popular post where you say how it started, how it's going. You know what I'm talking about? Usually a couple, they're young and laughing, and then you fast forward 17 years, and they're a little older looking, and they've got some kids, and the place is a mess. You know, how it started, how it's going. You know, I I really think that's what Paul's saying right here. When he says, hey, listen, if you want to honor the body and blood of Christ, this is a good place to stop and think, how it started... Can every one of us trace back to that place, that's where it started, and how it's going? What what am I doing with that? And you know what? If there's not been that place, then it's probably good to just kind of pause in this moment. Not take the Lord's Supper. Listen, I believe God wants more than anything else for you to enjoy the Lord's Supper. For you to come to this moment, come to this table and celebrate what the broken body and spilled blood of Christ has done in your life. But there has to be a has done. If there's not a has done, then you literally eat and drink judgment on yourself. This is a high moment. This is a holy moment. And while it's open to all, there is an order to how we get there to how we get to this table. Number one, I need to have professed my faith in Christ. I need to have turned from sin and self, turned from trusting in me, and put all my trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Put my trust in His broken body and spilled blood. Number two, I need to have professed that faith publicly. You know, in in America, I don't know if this is true throughout Christendom and history but especially in America when we talk about religion most people are going to talk about private and personal right this is a private thing this is a personal thing i don't need to i don't nobody else needs to know or is it, that's nowhere in the bible when i say nowhere i mean like literally there's not one verse That describes who and what I am with God as something private and personal. Quite the opposite. It says, go public. Quite the opposite. Jesus actually says in Mark chapter 8. If you're ashamed of me, I'll I'll be ashamed of you. If you're ashamed of me. If you're trying to hide this. I'll I'll do the same. I mean, I'll, I'll mirror in this relationship what you want. No, where to go where to go public. And then the New Testament way of going public, there's just one way. It's not taking a class, it's not walking in an aisle. It's not going to a desk. No, the, the public profession is in the waters of baptism. That word baptism means to identify with. I want, I want the whole church to know. I want the whole world to know. I have identified my life as belonging to Christ. Just like him, I died. I was buried and then I rose again. I'm a whole new person. It's Christ in me. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, you know, to rightly honor the body and blood, I I need to have come to Christ. I, I need to have publicly professed that. And then I enjoy the table. And as I come to enjoy the table, the first thing I do is I examine how it got started, how's it going? And as we look at that, how's it going, maybe we need to tweak some things, right? You know, if, if you're here today and you're saying, you know, I, I, I don't think I've had a number one. I don't, I don't think I've had that place in my life. Or I know I haven't. Man, when we conclude our service, I, I, I want to encourage you to go out to our next step desk out there and say, hey, I need to talk with somebody about a relationship with Christ. Let, let's take care of that today. Let's make sure you don't ever have to wonder again. Let's make sure that for the rest of your life, really, actually, for all of eternity, you'll be able to look back and say, April 2nd, 2023, that's where I placed my faith and trust in the body and blood of Christ And we can talk maybe then about, hey, now let's talk about the waters of baptism. Maybe you've already had that place where you've trusted Christ, but you've never professed that publicly in the waters of baptism. Man, go out there today and say, I need to take care of that. And and, and let's, let's get you prepared for that. Go out there today. Ask those questions. Get those answers. Hey, maybe you'll ask the questions and get the answers and decide, no, I'm still not ready. That's okay. Nobody who goes to that desk is ever forced to do anything. It's, it's a place of discussion. It's, it's a place of understanding. It, it, it's, it's a place of, well, examining who I am and, and, and what I need to do next. But man, if you can look back there and say, hey, there's the place. And now I want to use this time to think about how it's going. Then we can honor the body and blood of Christ. Not eat and drink judgment upon ourselves. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Holy Spirit, this is your moment. Thank you for your gentleness, your mercy, your patience. We just have a few moments here. And I pray as these moments unfold, you'll help us to think, how's it going? I know there was that place back there where I trusted in Christ. Holy Spirit, let me see how, from your perspective, that's going today. My faith in Jesus, my following of Jesus, my obedience to Jesus. Help me examine that and measure that because, Lord, I want to come in this moment now and I want to celebrate you, who you are, and what you've done in my life. I want to honor and treat as holy this bread, this juice, these symbols of your broken body and spilled blood. I want to remember afresh what you did for me and be freshly motivated, freshly in love and passionate about worshiping and serving you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Folks, our our deacons are going to begin to hand out the elements. Just hold on to it. I'll lead us in taking that all together uh, as they come back in and, and sit down. And while we're doing this, there'll be some music playing. And as we do, this is an important moment. It's a moment of examination. How'd it get started? How's it going? How many things are there each week going on where we look at what's happening to us and we wonder, does God love me? Does God care? Does God see where I am? You know, we come to this table to remember God loves you. God profoundly loves you. God has profoundly proved it. And maybe the most valuable thing we can remember as we leave here and head into a new week, God loves me. And he's worthy. He's worthy of me constantly thinking about how it got started and how it's going. If you would, keep the, the bread side up. Open that up and take that bread out. Think of the first time Jesus said this. Probably how difficult it was for the disciples to fully grasp and understand what he was saying and what this meant. As he said, this is my body. It's broken for you, you the individual, you personally, take and eat. If you turn juice side up. Jesus said, this juice, the fruit of the vine, it represents my blood poured out for you to seal, to guarantee you in a relationship with God for all eternity. Take and drink. Let's pray. Lord, may we never get over this moment. May we never get over that moment that we put our faith and trust in you. May we never get over the moment of how much you loved us and what you did for us. And I pray that that guides how I live, how I think, how I respond, and what's important to me, what's not important to me. May nothing shape my heart and mind. May nothing shape our heart and mind more than Jesus Christ dead, buried, resurrected for me. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Wasn't that great? Isn't it good to remember? Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, are there garbage cans back there? No, we've. Pass the basket. Okay, this is where I just showed I'm still somewhere out in the middle of the Atlantic. Just got here trying to figure out what's going on. There's a basket on one end. If you would pass that basket and put these uh, in it, that'll make it easy to clean up and prepare for the, the next service. And uh, again, want to thank everybody so much for being here today. I, I pray as you leave here and I pray as you've had a chance to enjoy the body and blood of Christ That God will draw to your heart somebody in your life who's not. Who's not enjoying the body and blood of Christ. Pray for them today. Maybe bring them back with you next week to hear about two rocks and a popo. I think it might be important. I I, I think it might go well for them to hear that. Hey, we've got a, a team of people that are praying, praying, praying about how God will use next Sunday. As a matter of fact, we met yesterday morning by Zoom and had a wonderful time already of prayer, uh, just praying about what God's going to do next week. If you'd like to be involved in that, what, what you'll do is you'll come here next weekend, maybe on a Saturday, maybe on on a Sunday, maybe for one of the services, maybe for two of them. You get to to choose how you want to do that, but you'll give a service not to being in here, but you'll give us service to just praying. Praying about what's going on in here and what God is doing. And uh, man, if you're interested in being a part of our prayer team for Easter, as we leave here today and go out there at, at our desk, look for David Alori, ask for David Alori, and uh, he'll let you know how you can be a part of our prayer team for Easter. Hey, if God brought you here today and then told you, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't take the Lord's Supper. That wouldn't be good for you. He didn't bring you here today to hear that message, to send you back out with nothing. He brought you today to hear that, to say, I love you, I've died for you, and I want you to be my child, and I want you to live for me, with me forever. That's why God brought you here today. And I want to encourage you as we leave here right now, go to that next step desk and say, hey, I'd like to talk to somebody about a relationship with Christ or, or following the Lord in baptism. Understand what that's about. Ask those questions. Get that settled today. Amen? All, all, a lot of us have, right? We've done that. We've, 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 we know how it started and we know how it's going. And today, by the grace and love of Christ, we can say amen, right? Let's say it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We'll see you guys next Sunday for Easter. Next Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, is it 4 and 6? 4 and 6. Look at, Dale was with me, and he knows what time it is. (laughs) 4 and 6 next Saturday. Regular times next Sunday. Probably, shh, don't tell anybody this. Probably our fullest service, standing room only, where people leave, because they don't get a seat, will be this service. So if you can help us out by going to one of those other three, That would be great. Let's make room. Amen? Amen. God bless. Y'all have a great week.